Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Buffalo Wild Wings and Crystal Lake and Algonquin are proud to sponsor the Northwest Herald High School Football Podcast. Stop by after this week's game to enjoy their award-winning traditional or boneless wings spun in 16 signature sauces or five dry seasonings. Buffalo Wild Wings also offers a full menu, including salads, burgers, wraps, and much more. See you after the game at Buffalo Wild Wings. So welcome to another uh, Northwest Herald football podcast. I'm Northwest Herald sports writer Joe Stevenson along with sports editor John Steiff and we're uh, a man short today. Seanless. <laughs> Sean is out covering golf. I believe he's covering it's it's girls golf today, right? So yeah. it's 1A golf he's not covering. A, not a bad deal. A nice day to be outside. So Alex is out nice. there too covering yeah, 2A Kentucky. golf. Yeah. So let's start. We're going to start with the Kishwaukee River Conference. Joe, Joe, right now, Johnsburg, clear leader, clear best team in the Kishwaukee River Conference. After that, it gets interesting with Woodstock North, Richmond, Burton, and Marengo. This week, we're going to learn a little bit more, I think, about that. Yes, I, I, I agree. You know, we, we thought Johnsburg was going to be the best team. We didn't know by this wide of a margin. It was. I think we were all kind of surprised by the the score that it put on Woodstock North last week, fifty six zero, really good. But yeah, it does it gets pretty interesting after that because Marengo lost to Woodstock North, Richmond Burton beat Woodstock North, Richmond Burton lost to Johnsburg. Marengo hasn't played Johnsburg yet, so we'll learn we'll learn a lot Friday night uh, with RB and Marengo. I got the good the new AP rankings right in front of me, fresh fresh off the printer. Um, and with the Kishwaukee River Conference team, Woodstock North fell out of the rankings in 5A this week, but points-wise, they're actually sitting there. They're 13th, I guess, because they have four points. You know, Marion right behind them with two. Uh, Johnsburg is fourth in 4A. Marengo's eighth in 4A. And then Richmond Burton's tied for that 11th spot right outside the rankings. So all these teams are there. They're recognized as the the best teams. What are your thoughts on this Marengo Richmond Burton game? It's uh, it's uh, this is a tough one to call, I think, because um, you know we wondered about Richmond after week three. They were it was one and two, um, such such a big loss to to Johnsburg, and then the Rockets kind of got back on track here the last three weeks with uh, some nice wins, especially the win over Woodstock North. Um, Marengo played Woodstock North really tough. Uh, it was a five point game and. Uh, Marengo's gotten through the last couple weeks without quarterback Eric Mackey. A great job done by backup Ben Scow, a wide receiver who stepped in, and they beat Harvard and uh, Mendota with without Mackey to let him heal. I guess it was a uh, he took a helmet to the knee in the Woodstock North game, so they were able to let him heal up. I would imagine. I think he was close last week, and I think they thought they could win another game with Ben Scow and let him heal, and now he'll be back this week. So. Should be should be interesting. With Richmond Burton, they you know I came into the season I was touting them really highly. I was like maybe 
I, th- I thought this was a team that would be a little better than Johnsburg this year. I wasn't right about that, but looking at it now, that Wakanda loss in week one hurts. They didn't beat Sandwich by as much as you would think. They got beat really soundly by Johnsburg. So they're sitting there at one and two, and it's like, what is this team? Probably not a playoff team. Then they win three games. Now they have three left. Tough opponents. They've got Marengo. They've got undefeated Genoa Kingston. And then they've got Woodstock. We would figure the Woodstock one would be a win at this point, especially after Woodstock this past week had a disappointing showing at Burlington Central. Right. Uh, so you're looking you're looking at a Marengo team that, that there's five wins there, and then they're are they going to have to win one of these other two? Probably not to get in the playoffs, especially if the whole Chicago public school thing happens, that all the five win teams make it in the playoffs. But, you know, they're, they're sitting there with two tough games in front of them. You know, in, in this, this Marengo game, it, maybe it's more winnable than Genoa Kingston. We don't really know because there's not a good comparison this year between those BNC teams you know, I, is it still the BNC East? Are they in division still? No, uh, no, it's just the Big Northern. Okay, yeah. so the, yeah, so the, the Big Northern, and I, I don't really know. I, I don't either. Yeah, you know, because there's some results. There's like what Dixon beat Woodstock by a little bit. I don't know what that tells us though. Right. You yeah. know, Genoa beat Lutheran by one point. You know, I'm not sure what that tells us either. Yeah, Richmond has a couple interesting games coming up with with Marengo this week, and then. And GK next week, GK ranked, uh, what is GK, sixth in 4A, so yeah. It's because they're undefeated. It's, right. It, you know, we, we don't know how good of an undefeated that is, though, and, and we won't know. I, I get the feeling that they're not nearly as good as Johnsburg. I, I don't think they are, but who knows, I guess. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, maybe quite, that Lutheran result shows you a little bit. You know, them, Genoa Kingston beating them by only one, and, and a lot of other teams have beat them this year. They're kind of down, so maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's, Who are you going to pick in this game? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think, you know, you sh- You didn't think about this again ahead I, of time, I, did no, you? I, I, I forgot that this was the, the big game this week. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, by, by virtue of what Richmond did against Woodstock North, I'm going to go with Richmond. I think that was a season saver and a really – Turned everything around for the Rockets. I'll, I'll go with Richmond. In Marengo, they're they're at five wins, playoff eligible as we call it. Yes. Even though we found out earlier this week, maybe, maybe Chicago four. Public School yeah. thing happens, and maybe for the first time ever, four some four win teams, but five can playoff eligible has always been considered that. And they've got Richmond, Burton, Burlington Central, Johnsburg ahead of them. You would figure that Marengo's good enough to beat Burlington Central. So they're going to get to that six. It's all a matter of what they can do beyond that. Johnsburg, probably not a team that Marengo can beat this year. So this game, you know, for for placement reasons, is big for both of these teams. Right. The winner of this has a shot at seven and two, and seven and two might might get you a home game. It gets you a better seed, certainly a better a better draw in the bracket for the first round. I'm considering going up there. Richmond's a long ways, and I have to be back to read all the stories, but I'm considering going up for the first half. I probably will, as long as it doesn't rain again. That was miserable last week with the rain. Yeah. yeah trying, to get, trying to get some video highlights in the first half. So uh, I guess moving on in the Kishwaukee River Conference, Johnsburg, who we just talked about, and Woodstock, two teams heading opposite directions. Johnsburg, four shutouts in a row. How impressive is that? It's it's very impressive because um, you know I don't care who you're playing. If you shut somebody out, that's 
that's really playing some great defense. And, and they've done it without uh, the four games since they lost one of their best defensive players, Bryce Smith, the linebacker. He tried to step in and play last week. He, he's, it was killing him so so much to have to sit on the sidelines. He braced it up and tried to go, and, and he went one series and couldn't. And uh, our, our photographer, uh, Rick Bauman, Bauman, had a nice – a really good picture of him standing on the sidelines. You could just kind of your, your heart kind of broke for the kid to see him standing there, watching his buddies not being able to take part in this. But yeah, this is it's incredibly impressive. Four shutouts in a row, and and what they've done. And that was in the first half he played. A he played. The, I think he tried to play in the first series, and and it was just not stable enough. And I think he had some tears in his eyes. He came off the field, and it's that's tough. How about that reporting from H. Rick, too? Yeah. We had yeah. two other people over there standing on the sideline. Sean yeah. was on the John. Sean, Sean, Sean was on the A sideline. <laughs> I saw him before the game, too. I saw him because he was involved in the homecoming festivities, but both of us completely missed that. Yeah. No, it was a great great job by H to get, and he got this, this beautiful picture of this, you know, kid standing there so disappointed that he can't be there with his buddies. And, yeah. I, it I'm helps sure, having three people over there, huh? It does. It does. I'm sure a lot of it is, you know, he's seeing the the possibilities for this team, and it's and it's probably eating him up even more. That's probably why he tried to tried to go out there and give it a go. Absolutely. And with yeah. the with the Chicago Public School thing, where we've talked about, you know, will Phillips be there? Will they not? I think they're the team that, you know, if you ask Johnsburg, they're not going to talk about somebody ahead of now. You know, no team is – and you can't look that way if you're them. But if you're us, we don't we don't have to worry about that. Right, we don't. <laughs> so we can sit here and say, Phillips this is a team that you're worried about in that upper half of 4A. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. You know, Genoa's there. They're undefeated. But you're, you're worried about uh, the Phillips team, the right. team that beat you the past two years. Whether they're going to be there, they're they're incredibly talented. Again, yeah. they've got, you know, Kamari Mosby. Their running back is back, and he, you know, he was outstanding. They they've got another great athlete at quarterback. They, you know, they've got they've got guys all over the place that yeah. are Division One players, and and you know that that's a team that Johnsburg would have a hard time with. Can they beat them this year? I don't know. I was really really impressed with the Johnsburg defense. I told you this afterwards. I got texted you on Saturday morning. I was like. Hey, you gotta put one of those guys on Player of the Week vote. Yeah, yeah. You, you absolutely yeah. have right. to because watching them and watching what Woodstock North was doing and and from seeing Woodstock North before and the effectiveness of them getting three or four yards a crack, they're a little different than your carries and your Prairie Ridge and the fact that they haven't necessarily gotten the huge long touchdowns. You know. They really want to get five yards of play or four yards of play. And they've been doing that a lot of this year, and that's what they've they found so much success. But Johnsburg was so disciplined, and they shut it down. And a guy like Joe Moore gets such a push inside, and, and he's a real good tackler. So when a guy's near him, you know, he's get, he's going to get tackled. He's going down. There, there's no question, you know, people aren't beating him by doing a spin move or something. You know, and he's he's grabbing people and dragging them down, and, and there's three other guys there with him. Richmond's a team that put up 31 on Woodstock North and, and can score, and, and Woodstock North was averaging 500 yards of offense in its first four games, and that those are the teams that they're shutting out. So that's that's saying something. Yeah, so, so to your I don't care who you're playing, I do – care who you're playing and with with those four shutouts and two of them were against 
real good teams, in yeah. my opinion, in Richmond, Burton, and Woodstock North. Yeah. Teams that can score points. Maybe maybe Richmond's strength isn't its offense. Maybe it's the defense. But they can score points. They showed that. Joey St. Pierre scored points. I don't know if you caught the video of that. but no, he's, no, I, he I caught, heard that he got his first Yeah, first his touchdown. dad had a video of it from the <laughs> stands. And it's just it's unbelievable how, you know, how tall he is and, and just, you know, the pass – uh, you know, he was running down the left sideline, and it was just a pass above the DV's head yeah. and, you know, caught it. And, and and that defensive back made a play right before then, I believe. It was in the, Yeah. It ended up being in the story that, you know. The, right. He, and, and Sean Saylor said, he, I believe, said he was, you know, he's probably the shortest defensive back in the state. And he <laughs> made a play on this 6'9 tight end, Joey St. Pierre, but – you know, he did end up catching a touchdown, and that's interesting to see. And it, it'd be interesting to see if that's something Richmond tries to go back. I would imagine that they want to go back and try that again sometimes. Cause and I've seen him in the first couple games. He's a really he did. good athlete. He's not yeah. just big. He can he can move and he can jump and and uh, I think he probably has pretty good hands from you know all all his basketball days. So yeah, and and they've run plays like that before. It just hasn't worked for him and they haven't necessarily thrown it to him but you know he's been in there limited snaps on passing plays you know because they're they're mm-hmm. not throwing the ball all the time you know he's gone out on routes before but they, they finally were able to do that this yeah. last game so good for him playing his first year of football since seventh grade and, and getting that touchdown so yeah. i'm guessing you're get, circling back you're picking johnsburg over Woodstock, oh yeah right yes i'll pick and then Johnsburg's schedule, they play, they've got Harvard, and then that last week they've got Marengo. And, you know, that's Marengo's obviously the toughest team left, but we, I mean, Marengo's just probably not on that level this year of Johnsburg. You look at the record, they're 5 and 1, but they, you know, they hadn't played Richmond, they haven't played Johnsburg yet. Right. You know, the tough game they've played at Woodstock North, and they lost, I think, 46 41. I think this is, uh, no matter what happens here, Marengo's probably going to be. Seven and two or six and three, and I think that's a great season for all the people that they lost. A great season to to maintain and, and get back to the playoffs. With a Absolutely, team that, with a team that's to probably that. got a chance to win a playoff game. Yes, and, and yeah, after, for sure. After all the guys that they graduated, so that's good for them. Woodstock North against Burlington Central. Woodstock North didn't Ooh. score last week. They're going to score this week, right? Uh, Woodstock North coming off two losses, they can't be real. They can't be real happy right now. I think they're ready to take something, take out some uh, frustrations on somebody, and I think they'll get it done this week. Yeah, they played the three toughest games on their schedule right in a row in, in Marengo, Richmond, Burton, and Johnsburg, and now they've got Burlington Central, Woodstock in a rivalry game, and then Rock Falls, who's now 3-3. Three and three. I believe Rock Falls started 3-0, and oh, then lost to Lutheran, then I forget who they lost to from our area. I think it was Woodstock North, wasn't it? Who beat Rock Falls, Joe? That's, that's uh, the I don't question. Know. It wasn't Woodstock. No, they didn't North. play anybody from our area. You're right. They would only play one one team from our area because of the the crossover deal with the Big Northern and you're KFC. right. Yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they're three and three now. Either way, they yeah. started three and zero. So you know that'll be an interesting final game, I guess, for Woodstock North. But you would think the next two they would win. Although Woodstock. Played them surprisingly close last year. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think I think Woodstock North is probably looking at six and three to win out. And, or no, yes, they're four and two, two right two. now. They're, yeah, they'll be seven. I think that I think they very well could go seven and two. Yeah, and that's that's, a, that's probably yeah. a home game. 
Yes. Yeah. In 4A, that looks like it's a home game. 5A. Let's talk about 5A. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in 5A, it looks like a home game. Yeah. Because in that upper half, I don't know that anybody's going to be undefeated. Right. You know, yes. who's undefeated in 5A? You know, Sterling is up there. And who's the other team that, that was near the top of the rankings, Joe? Uh, How's your memory on pure, that? Yeah, the Peoria schools or Rochelle. Rochelle at 5-1. and one. Yeah. yeah. Peoria Central. Yeah. Yep, Peoria Central and Sterling are the two, and they're they're both probably in the bottom. Peoria Notre Dame is probably in the bottom. Rochelle five and one will probably be the top seed in the north half. So yeah, Woodstock North could win some games in five A. You would think. I think it could. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. That yesterday. We the, don't know about Colin Mergle. I think he left the game the other night with a knee injury. I haven't. Spoken with uh, Coach Schroeder yet to find out about his status, but that would hurt because he's a, been a big, big asset to their offense. Running back, absolutely. And Harvard one in five, only win right now is the forfeit against Calvin Park, but they play against one in five North Boone this week in what seems like it would be a winnable game for them, and then they close the season against Burlington Central, another one in five team, another game. They could be competitive in. Yeah, you know, Harvard seems to be just – they just haven't scored any points. It seems like they have a defense that's kept games fairly fairly close and, and done a pretty good job at not getting you know blown out by some teams, but they just can't score any points. If they, they just need to be able to generate a little bit more offense. They played well against Marengo in that 21-7 loss. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what not I mean terrible right for them. No, it's not. And, and uh, yeah – this last week it was twenty-seven nothing. They lost to Richmond Burton. But even that, even that wasn't bad because it was. I think Richmond scored like every quarter, so their defense wasn't just. It, it kind of kept them kept them in it for a while. They just couldn't couldn't get anything going on the other side. So as we were looking at the playoffs this week, it looks a lot like nine teams from our area are going to make it because Alden Ebron doesn't look like it's going to make it. Sitting at two and four, they got to win all of them, and they've got. South Beloit this week at South Beloit, a game that's going to be tough for them to win. They've got the home game against Varna Midland. Blah, 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 that they'll win on on the Saturday. And then the final game is against Westminster, who's looking pretty good. Right, right. It's going to be be pretty tough. We don't think Hebron's going to make it in, but that's not worth that much, us thinking that. Right. I guess they they just got to win three football games. And and they're not – completely unwinnable games. It's not like no. they've got Ottawa Marquette still on their schedule. Right. You know, they have yeah. three teams they can beat. But, you know, it's going to take a lot. They're going to have to play above what they've played for the first six games of the year to make it. So when you, when you talk about those nine teams, I believe it, what was it, four, four or five, five Fox Valley teams, four Kishwaukee River. Yes. Right? Because yes. we're talking Johnsburg, then- Richmond, Burton, Marengo, Woodstock North, and then we're talking about five from the FVC, Huntley, Prairie Ridge, Cary Grove, McHenry, and it looks like Jacobs. Maybe Jacobs, yeah. yeah. And then don't know about Marion Central. Yeah, Marion Central is they're, – they're East three and three. Catholic. They need to win two, two. and but they're at 31 points. Uh I guess in the odd scenario that that four could get in, they'd be 
have an outside chance at the last spot? Probably not, though, because there's enough teams with more points than them, and yeah. those the their first game will hurt them. Their second game won't hurt them that that they won right. against Morris Marshall because that's a team that I believe has already won four games. Okay, you know their first game it, that might hurt them. I think it was Bowen. Right. right, right. But I don't think Bowen has a lot of wins, but. Let's look at it. I have it right in front of me. How many wins do you think Bowen has? I don't know. Maybe one. One, Maybe one, one. in the yeah. first six. So <laughs> so Marion Central, they've got Carmel, Niles, Notre Dame, St. Pat left. Three and three, four and two, four and two teams left. How are they going to win two of those? Well, that was what um, uh, Coach Mike Maloney posed to his players right after the game and, and uh, our our writer Matt Paris's story is like you know talked about what legacy do you want to leave, and he was challenging them. He says, "Here, it's you're, you're running out of time. You got three games. What are you going to do with it?" So that's that's what they have. That's what they're up against. And, and Carmel beat uh, Niles Notre Dame ten to eight last week. So you know Carmel's a, a, a real solid team. So that's gonna with be, a good defense. It's going to be a, t- a tough challenge. Yeah. But at three and three, they're you know they got points in the uh, AP rankings. I'll admit to giving them those points because I think <laughs> at three and three, they're better than a lot of those teams that other people are ranking. Because I think you know, regardless of the three and three record, I think they can get into the playoffs and beat a lot of those teams. So I, I'm saying, who's the better team? Right. You know, who's playing the better competition? Well, who, could, who could beat playing, those teams? You they're know, playing tremendous competition. They're playing all. Like Marist is eight A, and uh, I think Niles Notre Dame I think is eight A, and several of those schools are seven A. St. Pat, Carmel, St. Vider, St. Pat. I want to say Bennett are like seven A teams. Um, maybe the only other five. And they played Bennett tight. Yeah, five A's, but um, yeah. So they're play. They're the smallest school in that conference, and so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's tough. They. Uh, um, they played Bennett tough, and that remains maybe their best result, even though it was a loss. 14 to 10, yeah. had a chance, had a couple chances to win at the end. All right, Joe, FVC this week. What games are key for kind of sorting things out as far as who's a playoff team? We we think Jacobs is going to beat Glenn Bard East in that crossover because yes. that's a winless Glenn Bard East team. Right. And yeah. Jacobs has to win that if they're going to get to five. Right. Because because it still has Jacob still has Prairie Ridge left and then to finish up with with Hampshire yeah and so they have to win this week and they have to beat to Hampshire for. yeah Hampshire, how is Hampshire going to have something to play for they're at three well, and three Hampshire's right now gonna, you're figuring that Hampshire that Prairie Ridge beats Hampshire because Prairie Ridge Absolutely. has been rolling along and that puts That's, you at three that and four puts them at three and four and they'd have to beat McHenry in week eight and that. That could happen, um, but that's a that's a tough that was, that's a tough one for Hampshire because I think McHenry's pretty good. Yeah, it's probably less likely to happen to not happen than it does happen. Yeah, so if it does, then you you could you have the possibility of having uh, Jacobs and Hampshire both at four and four again going into that last regular season game. The winner will get to go on. The loser will stay home. Hampshire at Prairie Ridge this week. That's an easy pick, right? Yes, Prairie Ridge will win that. Yeah. You know, Ham- Hampshire's Hampshire's a good enough team to compete for the five or six wins, maybe at a, at a different conference. 
they would have more success if it was still the Fox. But, you know, they they're, they weren't competitive with Cary Grove, and, you know, I don't think they'll be competitive in this one against Prairie Ridge. Prairie Ridge is yeah. just too good. Prairie Ridge is, yeah, another another. Level. They're just knocking people down yeah. right now. That defense, too. Uh, Prairie Ridge's defense, last three games, one touchdown in each game. We, we talk about the offense a lot. That defense is really good, too. Huntley against Crystal Lake Central. Is there a chance here that the surprise happens? Last week the surprise was probably West Aurora beating Huntley. Um, we After Huntley's first win at the beginning of the year, 35 nothing over Jacobs, we thought real highly of them. You know, they played Prairie Ridge tough, ended up losing. They played Cary Grove not so tough, ended up losing. Uh, you know, where do we think they're at at this point? Central's lost four in a row, right? And tough loss against Jacobs last week. Jacobs put it on a pretty good in the second half after it was tied at halftime. No, I don't think I don't I think Huntley will run away with this. Huntley coming off two straight losses too is uh, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. lost to Kerry and, and lost to, to West Aurora. So uh, Huntley really needs to get back on track. And uh, Chris Lake Central is starting mostly juniors. I think this team could be really could be really tough next year. They just don't seem to quite have learned how to play all consistently all over the place. Um, I, I like what I see from Jake Staples, a quarterback. Christian Crociata is a really good receiver. Right. He made a catch last week that's as good as you'll see, I think, on any level. I'm, I'm not trying to overhype it. Staples threw him a ball. It was 30 yards downfield on third and 18 over the defender. He, he reached up with one hand and tipped it, and as he was falling to the ground, he dove and caught it and stayed in bounds. It was, it was just beautiful. And that he's, re- he, he's 6'2", and really has some nice hands, and I really like what they do. We've done a ton of talking here, and I totally forgot about the interviews. Chris Katrenik from Jacobs. We we talked about him earlier. Here he is. Jacobs quarterback Chris Katrenik. Uh, you guys didn't throw it very much, so you don't get to throw it as much. But the the, the new look was working with the three backs. How, what did you think of the offense tonight? I thought it was great. I mean, we won. Um, I love that. Um, the backs ran hard. Line played good, and we played as one unit tonight. So. Um, you know, any way we can win, um, I'm down for it, and, and I had fun. I had fun out there. What, what um, how long did it take to, you know, switch things around? I guess you guys have had that package, but you just, is it just a matter of using that more? Yeah, uh, last game we, we uh, came out the second half, and, and it was working for us. So this week of practice, we uh, put it in for the game plan a little bit more, and, um, you know, we, we have our, our spread package as well, but, uh, you know, we came out in it, and it was working, so we stuck with it. In his first two years, Jimmy Wormsley started at left tackle the whole time. He's been playing a little more guard. Here he is. Jacobs, offensive tackle, Jimmy Wormsley, congratulations. 43-14 to 14 on the first side central line. It was tied at halftime. Um, what did you guys do to take control there in the second half? Well, at halftime we came in and we just sat down and said, we need to start pounding the ball. And it's time to play smash-mouth football, and that's, that's the only way to win. And you guys really got it going with Lauren Strickland there in the, in the second half. You got him going. What, what was working well? Just robust overall. Every plan robust. The inside powers, the outside. It was We were blocking well, and he was running well, and it just worked out. 
Yeah, that was a little different look for you guys. You had three backs most of the night, and and you didn't throw it nearly as much. Uh, how, how did that? How did it work getting that in so quickly? Well, we've always had that package in, but we, we went to the zone this year, so we didn't run it as much. But we switched back to it because it's a way to win. You got you got to find a way to win. Joe, what what did you learn about Jacobs on Friday? Well, what I learned was, and Coach Mitz, I don't think wanted to like throw his receivers under the bus, so to speak. But I'd, I'd heard other people say that there was a lot of dropped balls, and that was one reason. And he said that the young, the line's kind of young and it's developed as well. That's why they just wanted to. They just decided to to, to ditch a lot of the spread, and we're just going to run two tights, and we're going to run three backs, and we're just going to pound it. And they did it really well. And they were the second half. They were really sealing the end well, and that's where Lawrence Strickland was getting a lot of his yards. He had 100 yards like in the third quarter alone, and so I think that that's what you're probably going to see unless Jacobs gets behind and has to has to you know score in a hurry. I think you're going to see that power running game a lot more from Jacobs. And and they kind of had to adapt because they were back against the wall time. You know they're they're not going to beat Prairie Ridge in our opinion. But they had to win the rest. They had to win that game last week. They had to right. do whatever it took to just have more points at the end. Yeah. Seemed yeah. like they did that. And, you know, Bill Mitz, there's a reason he always makes the playoffs, right? Right. Except yeah. for the one year. <laughs> but yeah, he's they, they just decided that, that that's this is this is who they are now. They're gonna they have a division one quarterback and he could still throw it if they need to, but a lot of times he's gonna be turned around and handing it off. And that leads us to that that week nine game, which is we think is going to be interesting between Jacobs and Hampshire. We've got Mike Bre- Mike Brazil Brazil talking. That's about the thing him. about this league right now. I mean, you look at uh, South being one and four, and every game they've been in. You know, they've only lost by one or two scores, and you know their kids made some plays tonight. You know, it was third and long at times, and and uh, they made plays, and that that fake punt really hurt us coming out right after halftime and, and scoring there and, and putting us behind again so you know they, they did what they needed to do to win the game and uh, we didn't make enough plays to, to overcome that so you know we got we to continue to get better and uh, it's, like I said this is, a, this is a meat grinder league you know every every single every single game is a great game and, and, a, and a tough game so yeah uh, congratulations to Coach Osman and uh, his guys and they played a great game and, and spoiled our homecoming Mm-hmm. You know, he mentioned that they wanted to try and make you guys kind of dink it down the field, and yeah. you know they've limited the big passes. Did yeah. you see anything from their defense? What did you guys try and do to counter yeah, that? Yeah, you know, we saw them dropping eight, and uh, you know, we we knew that they had five in the box, and so we started running the ball more and, and tried being effective there. And you know, we were for the most part, but when you when you find yourself down and you're trying to climb back into the game, it's it's tough to continue to sit and run the ball, you know, and then you're eventually you're going to run out of time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had to start playing four on eight at times, and, you know, they, they did what they needed to do. So, yeah, they, they did a nice job. What do you tell them after this one? Because you guys, you know, still in a good position record-wise. Yeah, we're still three and three. You know, we still have our goals in front of us. You know, we got a tough week here coming up with PR. They're, they're a quality team, and we're going to play the best game that we've played all year uh, in order to, to go up there and upset those guys. Uh, but we got, you know, again, this this league with uh, McHenry and Jacobs at the last two. But we got we just got to worry about one day at a time. We got one snap at a time, one day at a time. And we can't look too far into the future because, you know, then, then you miss it. So uh, let's, we're going to live in the present and continue to continue to work every single day. So that's we got, what we got to have this week is a working like attitude and come back and, and play PR here on fr- uh, Friday at, up at their place. 
Jump Crystal Lake South has won two in a row, but now you look at the schedule, they've got Cary Grove and Huntley two in a row coming up. Those aren't winnable games for them. I, I don't think so. Um, you know, South's probably, uh, you know, a pretty good two and four team. Like like Coach Brazil had just mentioned there, you know, they they were in a lot of those games. It was like one or two score games, and and then they, they hold on to beat Dundee Crown and then come out and played probably their best game to, to beat Hampshire 45-20 last week and, um, you know, got, got some things going. But, uh, yeah, these next two are going to be pretty tough. And they certainly had close games before. You know, Jacobs, they, it was right down to the line. Jacobs ended up scoring twice to win it. Uh, they were ahead of Crystal Lake Central. Central came yeah. back, beat them. That first week, McHenry, you know, probably won by more than the two touchdowns that ultimately looked like. You know, they were ahead, you know, yeah. by more throughout the game. It looked like, you know, they were the better team that day. You know, the, the other times they were right in it. You know, Prairie Ridge, obviously, you know, they, they were a much better team than them. We expect Kerry Grove to be that, too. Huntley, probably. That last game against West Chicago, they could pick up their third win. Yeah, I you know South looks like a team right now that that can go out and get the yards and get, and score some points. It's just a matter of if uh, the Gators can can stop the other people. Here's Chuck Osman. Certainly didn't hurt us. It's it's tough to run their offense in this kind of weather. I think. Yeah, you know you guys got going quick, had a little lull, and then the offense got going again. What was the key when the offense was working well? Well, I, I think the reason it didn't work is we hurt ourselves, and we had you know the ball in the red zone a couple times, and we hurt ourselves with some penalties, and so we challenged our guys to play mistake free in the second half, and you know we were able to do that, and we hit some big plays. I wanted to ask about the, the decision on fourth down, first series out. Can you tell me what uh, decision to make that fake? Well, the first half we set up the the punt, and we, we thought we'd make them burn some timeouts. You know, our goal was to get them to burn some time out so they wouldn't have it with a kid who can throw like that. We know they could move down the field fast. They didn't take one, but we were able to see on their setup that the fake was there. And we practiced the fake, multiple fakes out of their formation. And that one was there. And, you know, Love is just a heck of a back. So, you know, giving him open field like that is deadly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you guys had a knack for responding when they scored. How uh, how important was that to never let them kind of pull the momentum all the way well, back? Well, that's huge. But, you know, our, our offense have been doing that all year. You know, we've uh, bounced back, you know, when McHenry bounced, came to score, Jacobs. So, you know, our offense has been bouncing back. We really needed a, a step up from the defense, and they did it today. I mean, our guys are really proud of them, pass coverage-wise. You know, we had the one deep one to number five, but otherwise – you know, they had to chip the ball down the field, and that was our goal. So I was really proud of how they responded tonight. Made them kind of do it in small chunks. Right. And then, um, I don't know, I, I had something and I lost it. Go for it. What about as complete a game as you've played this year? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, special teams were big. The one pop-up kickoff wasn't supposed to be that way, but on a field like this, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I think we probably made every extra point. So, on, you know, I'm really – our. our Teams did well all the way around. I'm really, really happy. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. Thanks. Thanks. I, I like that. Joe, any other thoughts before we close the show? We started talking about Johnsburg. We'll close with Blake Lemke of Johnsburg after this, but you got anything else to say? Um, I can't think of anything. Okay. I think we pretty much covered Johnsburg, four straight uh, shout-out. Here's Blake Lemke to close the show. Another shout-out for you guys defensively. Just what was going well for you guys? 
Uh, I think everything was going well. We all accomplished our assignments like we were uh, supposed to, and we all just kind of expect to get a shout-out, and that's just what's expected every week from here on out. And that's now four straight shout-outs. Do you guys you know, take pride in that? Yeah, we take pride in that. At this point, it's not something we take pride in more. It's just something we expect. And and you keep coming up with it. Do you, you know, how, how does that keep happening? You know? I think every week we get a little bit more focused, and uh, our defense just keeps playing together, like coming more together as a team each week, and it's just really helping out with everyone doing their assignments. You also had a punt return for a touchdown. Take me through that play. What would you see? Uh, it was kind of late in the game. I hadn't tried to even catch a punt all game because I was like, ah, it's wet out. I don't want to risk it. But it's like, ah, it's late in the game. At this point, we're up. I, I'm going to go for it. I grabbed the ball, and I saw a hole, and I just went. Hopefully Sean's back next week. We'll talk to you then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.